0: Maryville University and Maryville Hockey present Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G Built Right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey, big city lifestyle, small school feel. First-class hockey experience. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs, on ice or in line. By OxyPal, our chemical-free line of cleaning product gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for Energy, Stamina, Recovery. By the University of Arizona. And by Summer Skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad at IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh.
1: All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be joining us live tonight on the Podbean app, this is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at Maryville University and the Maryville Hockey Saints. Ah, Scott Strandy joining you from a balmy 109 in Quartzsite, Arizona, tonight. As I return on my way back to Arizona from a uh, another arena groundbreaking. The AHL facility in Palm Springs. I had their groundbreaking today, so I made a uh, a day of it. Ventured on out there. My co-host Stephen Marsh joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. As always, Stephen, how are you? I'm good. You just can't just can't
2: stay home too much, here. You're just always on the road somewhere doing doing great work. And you were in the Coachella Valley earlier today, and now you're making your way back to Arizona. But uh, and of course, as you mentioned, hot, hot, hot. But uh, that's okay. We're still talking <laughs> hockey, even if it's 104
1: or 5 outside. Oh, Yeah, you're not kidding. It was 109 right now on my car thermometer as I'm parked in the Loves truck stop in beautiful Quartzsite, Arizona. Um, this is as far as I could get before uh, it was time to do the show, so I thought, well, what a great place to stop. Sun's starting to set a little bit, and uh, we'll talk some uh, some ACHA hockey tonight. Got another great guest joining us as always, but before we get to the head coach from Grand Canyon University, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on. You got anything new and exciting in the uh, the world of ACHA D1 hockey?
2: Yeah, actually, not a whole lot has been going on, but there are a couple of uh, new additions to some teams that we follow here, obviously, and one of them is um, with Utah. Uh, so I'll read that, Ethan Newhan. Uh, who's a defenseman commits to U Utah uh, for this upcoming season, and he uh, comes from uh, let's see, Milwaukee Junior Admirals, and also played for. Uh, moved to Rochester, Minnesota, as well for a while to play with the Rochester Grizzlies. And
1: uh, uh, I love when you bring uh, up Minnesota stuff. <laughs> Just keep bringing it up, Stephen. Bring it up.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, Co- head coach Morgan Feeney says uh, Newhand will be a big addition to our offensive core. Defensive core. He is a strong skater with a high hockey IQ and great playmaking abilities. He always plays with an edge and makes his presence known every time he steps onto the ice. He will bring high energy and drive to our team, which will undoubtedly translate to success. We are very excited to have Ethan join Utah Hockey, and so that's that's nice, uh, nice there. So congrats to him. Also for women, the women's team has a new commit, and Olivia Howe comes from a Core de Orleans Hockey Academy in the. Uh, C.C. S.H.L. And that, of course, is in Idaho, of course, Cordellan, Idaho. And credits her first year of playing hockey to her twin brother. Um, also played in Spokane, Washington. Uh, after a few years of playing boys hockey, she joined her first girls team, the Missoula Lady Bruins. And uh, so there's that. Um, Head coach Braden Yao said that uh, we knew pretty fast we wanted Olivia on our team. She is a versatile player who can do well in any position and she is both strong and smart on the ice. Her positive attitude will be a major asset to the locker room and her commitment to her team is easy to notice. Uh, We are thrilled to have her and excited to see what she does uh, next season. So um, there's an addition there. And of course, Utah is going to be the first year that we're going to have a season that we're going to be able to follow them more closely because we, they came into our coverage area last year, but we didn't have a season for these teams. So of course we'll be following how Utah and the other teams do, but um, so there's that, and then the other one would be from Missouri State, which is a new team that we're we're adding on now, with as we take over the whole WCHL into the uh, coverage area. I case. like the way you say that.
1: Take over the whole <laughs> WCHL, over. like we're the czars. <laughs> Chris Perry, step aside. We're taking over. You'd <laughs> be like, go right ahead. <laughs> I'm
2: sure. <laughs> I'm sure he, I'm sure uh, he would be so, more than happy to <laughs> to help him with some of those those duties, anyways. Um, so let's see. There they have um, new, Noah Malt, haner coming uh, from um, British Columbia in Canada, and he. So that's that's a little bit there, and there's more on him on their website. But not, that was about the only things coming. up. And the other other thing that's coming up uh, this week is, uh, I believe it's still the case. Uh, last I understood, it was the case. Uh, June fourth, it's the schedule reveal for UNLV hockey, so they'll be doing that. And so we'll know their schedule. So so you
1: got all over me in our text message because you said Friday, June 4th, like it was like two months away. It's two days away, Stephen. I can do math. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Uh, I I love that.
2: That was good with the quick Uh, math there. That was good.
1: (laughs) I love this time of year for a couple of reasons. Number one, I love the camps. I love watching the kids get out and, and, and start working out. I like the tryout camps. I like the prospect camps. I like everything about that part of it because it can be 109 outside and you go into a nice cool arena and uh, you cool off, so that's thrilling. The other thing that's really fun is watching the schedule releases. And as you mentioned, UNLVs is coming up. We talked to Chad Berman, or I talked to Chad Berman because you were out on assignment for us last week. Um, Coach Berman gave me two things. He said, uh, number one, uh, well, he gave me three things. Number one, they're going to open their season in Utah, so that was a little uh, nugget. He also said that they haven't completed their schedule yet because they're waiting for the uh, Tucson Roadrunners to uh, release their dates so they knew what dates they had. And then secondly, our guest tonight, Danny Roy from Grand Canyon, he gave a huge compliment to because he said one of the teams that he was uh, calling a real sleeper this year was uh, the Grand Canyon Lopes. He said he's been keeping an eye on what Danny's been doing recruiting-wise and was really impressed with the uh, players that have been coming in and of course danny released his schedule uh last week and i immediately got on the phone and called him and i said coach we got to have you on we got to talk about this and uh, he graciously agreed so let's take a quick break steven and let's come back and bring that coach on danny royal be with us in two minutes sounds good
0: looking for a big school college hockey experience in a small school setting then maryville university could be for you Playing in the brand-new 2,000-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as the men compete against ACHA powers such as Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. This year, the D1 men's team will start their third season of competition, adding an ACHA D2 men's team, as well as a new ACHA D1 women's team. All three teams will call this two-sheet 84,000-square-foot arena home and give any player a varsity-level feel. Located in the suburbs of St. Louis, Maryville is the second fastest-growing private university in the country and offers both a world-class education and a first-class athletic experience. For more, go to maryvillesaints.com.
3: Hi everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in in light of current events, uh, we have
0: uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day hand sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin,
3: whereas our other Uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and and gear Uh, this product is available here at my shop it's available on my website at www.oxypow.com and you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States
1: Uh, to club hockey Southwest Weekly presented by our friends at Maryville University and the Maryville Hockey Saints. Scott Strandy, you joining me from uh, a beautiful and balmy 109 degree Quartzsite, Arizona, as I make my way back to Arizona from a uh, arena groundbreaking in beautiful Palm Springs, California. Stephen Marsh joining me as always from his beautiful uh, palatial estate up there in Las Vegas, Nevada. And Stephen, it's our pleasure to bring on the head coach from Grand Canyon University for a return engagement as we try to bring Danny on as often as we can. Danny, Scott, and Stephen with you tonight. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. How are you guys? Thank you for having me on.
1: Yeah, we're doing great. Uh, I don't know if you heard the open, but Coach Berman was on last week, and he had nothing but good things to say about you and your program. And uh, he was a little bit worried. He told me that uh, maybe you were stacking that lineup.
3: (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's nice to hear that, um, you know, our our other programs here in the state, um, you know, are seeing what we're doing. Um, I have huge respect for Chad over there at U of A, and he's been, a, I mean, a big part and big reason why we're at the level we're at now with um, with their support. So, um, yeah, you know, we we've had some good games against them. I think we've always been a sleeper against them every now and then. Um, so it's it's it should be a fun season coming out of a year where. Uh, we didn't get to play each other for for a full year, so looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, well, we we were excited when I, or at least I was anyway, when I saw your schedule release. And Stephen will jump in here in just a minute, but uh, it's always fun to, in the summertime, Danny, as I mentioned to uh, to see all the camps going on and to see all the excitement, and and more more than that, to cool off in the summertime by being inside an ice rink. But <clears throat> the second thing that's most fun for me is to see the schedule because I already start planning out my year ahead of time uh, once the schedules are released. So uh, tell us a little bit about your schedules and the way you set it up. I know you did it kind of cool because you set it up with uh, uh, the first semester and the second semester, and it looks like a really, really good schedule.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, the the nice thing uh, about the WCHL, Chris pretty much took last year's schedule and, and transferred it over to this year since we weren't able to play that out. So and it wasn't really any surprise to us what conference games we had set up, so it was just kind of plugging it uh, into the new dates for twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. You know, we got big trip out to Missouri right off <clears throat> right off the bat. We'll um, we'll play Maryville out there and and see uh, see Hogan for one night um, before we head over to Mo State and and play those guys for the first time um, in our program's history here. Um, you know, and then, then we see the, the regulars that we've seen for a couple seasons now, um, and and have had some some pretty good rivalry startups. So, you know, ASU's ASU's always a fun competition with us and and like I said, uh U of A and and uh looking to see what we can do against UNLV, who's always fast and and strong every year. So um really excited about that. And then and then we're working on a, uh, a special uh, single game uh, weekend up in Prescott Valley right now with, uh, with the arena up there. And, and that's going to be uh, a non-conference game right now with um, University of Arizona. So right before finals week, we're going to try and uh, try and promote the heck out of that thing and, and make it a really big hockey event up there for Saturday night
1: well you know my soft spot on that i uh, i would be thrilled to come up there so as soon as I know the date I will be trying to sc- clear my schedule to be there because uh what catfish does up there is fantastic and, and that ability that building uh deserves more than just one game
3: oh yeah definitely I, I, anytime we've played there um, we've we've been treated like a professional program so it's 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 always fun to be a part of and then for the players they they have the experience of getting to skate on, on big ice and, and get that pro treatment um, even though we're club programs. So uh, yeah, catfish up there and and the management up there do a great job, but it's, it's a community that loves hockey. I know they're always asking for hockey to come back and stuff. So, you know, this is kind of our test run and and see how it goes. And, and if it goes well, then, you know, maybe we turn it into a, uh, an annual thing or, and, Maybe it's a a full weekend series or or expand upon it, but um, yeah, just a little little idea we had um, here early in the in the spring semester going. All
1: right, Stephen, fire away.
2: Yeah, then let me just kind of follow up on that. You know, something like that can maybe set up like a little tournament kind of thing. Um, is that something that maybe you can see maybe with with all the teams in, in arizona and maybe even throwing in a unlv if they're willing to make the trip to arizona make it kind of like a, <clears throat> a a tournament uh, style thing where you, you may have a, a couple like three-day thing and you play each other a couple of games or and see if that how, how that goes
3: oh yeah definitely um you know some some kind of like uh right before christmas break or something do a um, you know a a bragging rights trophy at the end call it call it something come up with a name and, and try to try to turn it into a big annual event, um, and stuff. And, and like I said, that, that community loves hockey up there. Um, you know, right around that time that they, they usually have the ice in and they're usually, uh, running pickup skates and, and just normal public skates and stuff like that. So, um, it kind of just, it, it falls into place. Um, the, the arena management companies already agreed to hold the ice slot for that weekend. And, um, and yeah, we're, I'm, Definitely looking forward. I haven't played up there in a while uh, since uh, since our first year as a program when we we painted the ice on a, a breast cancer night against uh, NAU.
1: I remember that night very well. And uh, when we're talking schedule, Danny, you talked about making that trip uh, to Missouri to, to open the season. And I don't know if you followed my adventures, but uh, April 5th, I left on a 30-day trip to see as much hockey as I could see national tournament wise and went to call Michigan onto the NCAA uh, frozen four in uh, Pennsylvania, back to Colorado and then on to St. Louis for the ACHA national tournament. And then from there down to, uh, to see the U uh, 18 world championships in Texas. And when I was in um, St. Louis, it was just so exciting and to see the teams that were able to get there. And I know you guys were disappointed that you couldn't be there as well, but um, what a great facility and, and what a great way to uh, start your season off by uh, taking the guys through that part of the country.
3: <clears throat> yeah. I've, I've gone out there multiple years now for the, uh, the high school showcase that USA hockey puts on every April and, um, so I've I've been able to go out there and see. I, there, there's a number of facilities out there that are um, are great hockey facilities. The Blues have, have done pretty good, pretty good job out there of of helping promote and, and build build hockey and build into arenas and stuff. Um, you know, I've I've been a part of a Nationals tournament out there when I played for ASU, and um, yeah, it's 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 not a, uh, I would say it's not too far of a trip, but not the easiest trip to make. Um but it, it will be definitely a test. It'll, it'll be nice to get a long trip out of the way early in the season, knowing that the rest of the year, uh, our trips are are somewhat short um, outside of Utah, which still is only about nine hours or so not, so not too bad for us. So the the schedule just lines up perfect for us. This is probably the first year we've ever played in our program's history where we've had a split, across the board of home and away games. (laughs) So it'll it'll be nice to be able to actually play even more in front of our home crowd and, and in our own building, in our own locker room and all that. Um, um, And and as I said, have a, have a schedule. That's not just all over the, all over the map. It feels like.
2: Yeah. Danny, let me ask you about that because uh, that goes along with you guys being in the uh, WCHL now, which is, which you actually joined two years ago, but obviously you didn't have the season last year. This will be the first season you actually will get to compete as a member of the WCHL. And with that, it comes with a more balanced schedule of home and away conference opponents. How nice is that for you guys as a program, as you as you continue to grow this program, that now you're in this conference and that you're able to, to have this balance of, of opponents and, and knowing that, they're, and they're good opponents too, that you're going to have a good amount of games at home in a way that makes kind of scheduling a little bit easier and, and to cut down on maybe some, some of those uh, travel as well.
3: Yeah, it's great. Um, It's, it, it, it takes out the, uh, the factor of having to go out and, and constantly hunt down games. And, um, you know, when you, when you're going out and, and talking to other teams to try and play, you're hoping that they have some space opened up outside of their conference game schedule. And, and at the D one level, um, a lot of programs have have already made plans two years out in advance. So you're usually usually fighting against that. So our our first year of D1, it, it was it was basically, you know, we'll go over go wherever somebody has the home ice available to us, and and we will know that we're traveling more in our first year and and getting into this conference. Um, it, it just makes it nice to where we can look at each year and. Uh, Chris does a great job of of laying out the the projected schedule year to year so we we kind of have an idea even next year uh, where our long trip is and and where we can maybe fit in a trip up to Jamestown and Minot and play uh, play those teams and and stuff so so add a little bit of non-conference stuff outside of that um, well in advance before having to try and schedule last minute.
1: You know, Danny, we talk about the growth, or at least I talk about the growth all the time, and what I've seen over the six years since I started this company, and uh, we keep expanding and drawing in, and everything seems to kind of fit. I mean, you talked about the fact that you're now in a conference, so now you have conference games and uh, rivalries, and uh, maybe it tightens up the travel like we already talked about a little bit, but Talk about the competition that you're going to see and how that's going to prepare your team for a hopeful national uh, tournament run.
3: Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's great to always challenge yourselves. I know um, it's always been my, my mission with our program. It's, it's, it's having a good vision of where we want to get to with our program and knowing that in order to get there, we have to, we have to challenge ourselves and, and schedule tough opponents. Um, at the, at the division two level, we were always in the top 10 in strength of schedule. Um, our first year of D one ACHA, you know, the computer say whatever you want about the computer's decision on how strength of is measured in the algorithm and stuff. But when you, when you clicked on that column, we were up in the top 10 of the, of the D one, uh, strength of schedule, um, two years ago. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, the, the, the WCHL is, is no joke. It, it is a very tough conference, um, rightfully so. I mean, it's, it always has four teams or so in, in the national tournament. Um, so it, it makes every game that much more important. You know, it, you're not just, not just playing for that, uh, that conference championship, I mean, everybody's trying to spoil it for you. So, um, I think that's kind of the, the role that we're trying to maybe play this year. I think we have a team that could, could possibly surprise, um, surprise some teams and maybe be, be near the top of that order at the end of the season. But I think our goal is to try and make it difficult for U of A to win a third in a row or, or for UNLV to win their first one in the conference and stuff. So, um, I think everybody has a similar mindset, um, but yeah, the the teams are, are are tough teams. Most states prove themselves to be a, a top uh, top program. You know, we won't see Central Oklahoma this year or, or Oklahoma, but those teams were are, are always strong. And Central Oklahoma is a national champ, uh, ch- uh, champion team. So um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun to be a part of um, a strong conference and. Um, and we were we were kind of that when we were at Division Two in the the Mountain West with with Utah State, who's always been a powerhouse and in, in the D two level. So um, so yeah, you know we're kind of sitting in that part of the country that is is growing and expanding and 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 showing that they are strong strong hockey uh, producers.
1: So if I can jump in there with one more quick one, uh, just kind of follow up. We had Coach Powers on the other night, and uh, and he's kind of like you at a different level, right? He's at the yep. NCAA level. You're at the ACHA level. But he told me two things I thought were were uh, pretty insightful into the growth of hockey out here. He said, this is the first year we're going to have 20 home games and 16 road games, uh, which means that they're getting some respect and, and teams are willing to come here and play, which I don't know why they wouldn't uh, if you come to uh, Arizona in the wintertime. But – Uh, that, that seems to be a plus. The other thing that he told me, Danny, and and this is probably going to be interesting to you since not so much now that you're in a conference, but being outside of the conference, he said he broke down his schedule into thirds. He took a third of the teams that were what he considered really good. He took a third of the teams that he thought were kind of middle of the road. And he took a third of his schedule, uh, with teams that maybe, uh, were up and comers, but weren't, um, quite as, quite as heavy opponent. And he said he did that so that he could put together a resume. He hoped that would uh, give him an uh, a, an at large bid into the NCAA tournament. So, just your thoughts on that after you've came off of uh, what you had to do just to get games at the D1 level, and and that theory about uh, building a resume to get to a national tournament.
3: Yeah, um, I and mean, when you're dealing with computer rankings, you got to play the game. Um, you got to learn how to play the game. Um, and it's, I, we're, we're not the program that's going to go out and try and play 40 games in a season. Um, I don't think, I don't think we need to play that. It's about playing the right games um, and managing that schedule. Just like coach power has set up it. He's got a schedule and he, he's coming up with a plan on how they, they want to manage that. Um, you know, you, you're, you're pretty much spot on by, and I went, I, I, I went, to Arizona state, knowing that I was going to learn a lot from coach Bowers when he was there running the ACHA program. That was my, that was my goal all along from transferring there and going to school there. Um, and starting up GCU, it was to take what I learned and, and implement it into our program. So yeah, I mean, uh, two different levels of hockey, but essentially starting two programs pretty much from from brand new and and at the levels that they're at and, and going through the growing process. So I think we're following very similar paths as them. Um, and yeah. I, and when, when I put, when I look at our schedule, I'll, I'll always go through our schedule and, and pick out the, uh, the games very similarly. Um, I, I kind of have, have a record in my mind at the end of going through the schedule and, you know, the games looking at going, well, you know, we know where we both were in the rankings last year. We know we have a chance. This should be a win. This should be this should be a toss up. Um, this should be a, a team that we need to play close against and make sure that the goal differential is uh, under what the the rankings are saying this team should beat us by. So it's it's just a matter of making sure that you're you're falling in line with what the ranking uh, algorithms kind of saying to give you yourself the best shot to climb um, in those rankings.
2: Yeah, I wanna ask about uh one of them I think it's kind of an intriguing matchup, not just because of um uh, it is a division two school, but Oregon is coming to play you guys this year. So talk about how that kind of came to be. And I I know that they've I think they have some interest in maybe trying to get to a division one level in the ACHA, but um talk about that, uh, having Oregon coming up, up there from Eugene down to play you guys in the fall.
3: <clears throat> yeah. Um it, it's a it's it's a program that I played against when I played uh for my junior college up in Santa Rosa. We traveled up to Eugene and and played those guys. I've had friends that I grew up with that, that went to college out there. And um, you know, it, it's a, it's one of those big name schools that as soon as you say that name uh, on campus or say that you're playing that school um, everybody's ears perk up um, because it's not a traditional school that our even our basketball team would play or uh, some of our NCAA sports. So it's, it's one of those unique things. Um, You know, they, they are looking to try and, uh, accelerate their program a little bit faster now um, they've they've had some some bits of success here in the last few years now that they have a, a whole new staff and and whole new outlook on on what they want to do with their program um, so uh, achA d1 is is an area that they're they're trying to, to see how they can get to and in order to do that it's very similar to what we had to do which was add some of those d1 games in our schedule and and show the show the division that we were going to be competitive if, if we were able to, to move up. So um, they reached out to us, letting us know that they, they were interested in coming out to Arizona to play some D1 games. Um, I let them know that I, I'm, I'm totally open to that just based on our experiences with other teams that did the same. Um, but that I couldn't, I couldn't just let them come down here and play our D1 team only and, and have our D2 guys look at me and say, Hey, like, you know, we want to play that that Oregon Ducks team as well. Like, we want to have some of that that experience of playing at a big name uh, school, no matter what division it is. So, um, so we're going to do a split schedule. We'll do uh, we'll do a Thursday night with the D one versus their team, and and then do a Friday night with the the D two versus their team. And um, you know, it should it should draw a, a really fun crowd atmosphere. And and like I said, it's just it's just a matter of kind of giving our guys a, a different option to play against other than just the same, the same teams that we usually see, you know, trying to add some difference, even though it is a non-ranking game and, and things like that. It's still a game. It still gives some guys an opportunity that might not be in the lineup every night um, to kind of showcase their abilities and, and stuff like that.
1: Okay, before we jump into your roster, which is something we want to do, I'm, uh, as I mentioned in the show uh, earlier, I'm coming back from uh, Indio, Palm, Palm Desert, Palm Springs, That that's part of California, which I know you know pretty well, uh, moving back and forth between uh, Santa Rosa and, uh, and Phoenix, but um, they're breaking ground on a new rink here, um, it's going to be really great, it's right off of the I-10, it's going to be fantastic for AHL hockey, but what are your thoughts on on how soon we could maybe see some of the, uh, the traditional powerhouses in uh, in D two out here, and I'm talking USC and UCLA and San Diego uh, consider moving to ACHA D one? Have you heard Scuttlebutt talk about that, Danny? Um,
3: I I mean I haven't heard too much from from some of those schools. I know I know a school like San Diego State is is one of those. They they've always been a strong. Stronger program at the D two level. Um, I, I know they, they used to have a different kind of support from the from the university than they do now. Um, but it, their new staff is is a little more behind it and and wanted to take it a little more seriously. So they they've been in conversations with us of of the process that we went through. Um, it's it, it's always just about who is involved. Um, you know, some of those positions are our volunteer our very small stipend for a coach, um, who's probably got a full-time job outside of hockey. Um, so just kind of, it's based on the, the dedication that they, they, f- they feel they can put into it or, or how the, the team president, um, and, and team, uh, student staff are, are about it. So, you know, it would be nice to have some more California because it would, it would add to another location that is easier to get to for us. And, and another opponent that would love to travel into Arizona and play against us. And like I said, one of those bigger name schools that doesn't traditionally play our bigger sports here. Um, But, you know, it's, I think it's just, it it is one of those things I think that we we're kind of seeing some growth in the D one, um, this year, I think there's a few new teams that jumped in um, and there are a few more teams that jumped into division two. So there's, there's, there's programs that are, are adding or are growing. So I, I, I would say here in the next few years, if, if a team like San Diego state was able to, to put an application in and, and get the bid to jump in um, you know, it might, it might encourage one of those other teams. And I know, um, I know AJ with Utah is doing a lot of work with the Pac-8 still, and 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 really, really trying to help those programs, um, you know, find ways to uh, to make this jump. Hence, the reason why um, Oregon is one of those programs.
2: So, Danny, let me ask you this, and I, and this probably is uh, requires a lot of, uh, of a big process, but maybe for our, our listeners that is not familiar with the process, what exactly? does it take for a team if they want to make that jump to a division one, let's say you do USC, the UCLA, Oregon, what is the, um, what are some of the, the criteria or some of the, the steps that they have to take to be able to get a chance to, to make that level? Let me just give us the clip notes version if you can.
3: <laughs> um, well, and I would say the first one is a, an application that turns out to be about a book length. Um, after you go through all the <laughs> questions and provide all the, all the documentation and, and, uh, you know, write up about your program and how it's organized and and how it's supported and, and everything like that. It's, it's not always you know it's not always there. There's some programs out there that full that that are fully funded and you you'd feel like hey that's that's what we need to be to get up there. But it's it's just more. I think it just in lies with it, the structure of your program. Is it it does it fit more into that 100 percent club? guys showing up here and there and, and not having all matching stuff and, and, and the look, um, and, and then, and then you add into it, you know, what's the success rate, um, at the level that they're at, you know, we, we got lucky. I, you know, we, we were one of those programs that got, we were bumped up, um, and hadn't been to nationals, you know, hadn't competed for a national championship, but I think, um, I think we, we hit right at the perfect time, um, the, you know, talking to Chris Perry and, and coming up with a plan to have the WCHL add us in at the same time as UNLV and Utah, um, helped us out along with teams like, like university of Arizona rallying for us at the same time and stuff. So, so we were, you know, we were progressively getting stronger and we showed that we, we got better each year in chunks. Um, so I think we're, we're on that pathway and we would have been at the national tournament in another year or so. Um, but there's, there's a, there's a number of, of things that go into it. And then, and then it's just a matter of, of, you know, the way the, the CHA board looks at it and and makes the decision based on what they, what they see in the applications that they've accepted and the applications they turned down and, and stuff like that. So it's it could take a year. It could take a couple years of applying, um, but yeah, trying trying to do our best and, and at least help provide some of these teams with some um, some input and advice um, on on the process that we went through to um, to just try and continue and make the league um, make the league better. You know, not not trying to flood D one, but more so find some teams that we that that would have that presence of. Um, a program that would would do well
1: okay as we jump into your your roster um and the, the guys that are committed and and ready to play for you before we do that though danny tell us what it's been like um through the pandemic to to maintain um not only a full roster but a competitive roster how difficult has that been and uh is it something that uh you think you're over the hump on now
3: um i i would say uh you know, i i I probably, I probably should be considered a, a counselor at this point. Um, <laughs> you know, going going through the entire process and and having players come into the office, um, you know, during the entire school year and semester, and um, you know, talking with all of them and and going like, "Hey, here's our plan." You know, as of right now we're expecting to have a season, and then and then last minute right when the semester starts then having to tell them hey guys things have changed a little bit you know we're allowed to function this way but we're not allowed to get on the ice as a program and then and then just trying to encourage guys and, and, and make them see the bigger picture than than just the what's right in front of their face and um you know is it, it, it was more so trying not to promise more than what i knew we can do um you know not you know fall semester was difficult because everything was off ice. Um, but, but planning for the spring semester and not trying to promise like, Hey guys, we are, we have a schedule for a partial season. It's against all the teams in our conference and we're going to try and compete to go to nationals Is more. So, um, looking at it and going, well, our goal right now is just to practice and play on the ice and, and skate around. Um, and if we can do that, awesome and don't be disappointed if any games or any teams cancel or drop out and and that's kind of the process that we saw it it started with a lot of teams still holding out and hoping and then just kind of chipping away one at a time dropping off the map and then and then just our game schedule going going away bits and pieces so we were able to start where it looked like we weren't going to be able to do a thing all year long to we got to the end of the year and we were able to scrimmage against each other and play some exp- exhibition games. You know, it wasn't our full roster. Um, we had, we had at least 39 players sitting out um, uh, from our entire roster that was planned to, uh, to play last season. Um, but the guys that did it there, they were, um, they were competitive with each other. They, they played hard. they, they, they acted like they're rivals against each other is fun to watch. Um, and then you can see, see at the end of the year when we had our end of the year meetings with, with guys and, and sitting in the office and, and them expressing how grateful they were that, that we did do our best to try and at least get something and and make some progress through the year. So, um, you know, they, they were just happy that they got to skate um, and, and actually do stuff, you know, wasn't, wasn't exactly what they wanted to do, but when they look back on it, um, knowing that we could have been a lot like the California universities and and not even on campus or not even playing and and stuff, they they kind of saw the bigger picture. So so it, it was more focused on how can we come out of this stronger than when we went into it. We basically hit a reset button at this point. And now we're starting next season. Um, at the D1 level with a team that is a D1 level team. So it's it's exciting to basically feel like this is a start, a brand new start to our program, but with a program that can actually play at this division and be, be a challenger.
1: So when we talk about some of those guys that you brought in, uh, Coach Berman obviously had an eye. I'm sure everybody uh, in the WCHL has had an eye on your commits, but... Give us some names of some guys that you think are going to be difference makers uh, getting started this year.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, we – we like I, like I mentioned, we had 30-something guys sitting out from our D1 and D2 team. So so we have some guys, like some of the guys that we committed last year coming back to the program. And, you know, excited to have those guys like Ty Schaefer and, and Anthony Petrato back on defense. Um, you know, guys like uh, Preston Larson – um, and Brett Reese and, you know, some of the guys that just didn't skate a full season last year who were, who are, are basically part of the future of our program or the, the main foundation of our program. Um, and we're very, very big for us last year, but we're in kind of their first year and, and, and now we're at that maturity level of that. They, they understand everything that goes on here. So, so that was the biggest, the biggest important part is, is making sure that we have, have a good strong core of returning guys that that know what to expect and can can help our new new incoming players kind of see uh see our successes and and learn from our our faults and stuff so those guys are awesome um you know we we have guys like um our two sheridan hawks players blake billings and and uh Jacob Cummings both coming in um that's where uh Chad Bailey who who is over at ASU for a little while he's an assistant coach there and and talking with him about these guys um you know it, it's exciting to to see them come in and and bulk up our 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 offensive presence um they're both the top two scorers in the NA3HL this last season um Sheridan went on a crazy run and unfortunately, lost an important—the one and only game they lost all season was in in their playoff run. <laughs> oh, that um, was sad. You know, it, really was. it doesn't matter how good you are and how good the year's going. It only takes one in the in the one time that you need to. But um, you know, they were they were a big key to their success. Um, they played on the line together, so they're coming in already with some chemistry. Um, we have uh, we have Nate Moore who is over at. Uh, over in the USPHL premiere with, uh, Las Vegas Thunderbirds. Um, I, I want to say he was in the top five in scoring, um, in the USPHL premiere. So, you know, another kid I've, I've watched him play. He, he reminds me a ton of, uh, Trey green, like plays a a whole lot like him.
1: That's not Um, bad if you get a copy of that.
3: It's not bad. He, I would, I, 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 I know Trey would probably strangle me if I said this, but I think he he's a little bit better <laughs> um, <laughs> with a ton of upside. So he, he's coming in, he's coming in almost where Trey where Trey left off here. Um, so he, he has even more upside uh, to play. I think if Trey played another two years with us, um, he, he would easily be one of the leading scorers in the league. But um you know, I have guys like Cam. We brought in some local guys, which is is always important. Um, a kid like Aaron Stone, who's he he, he plays a big role, um, you know, killing penalties and, and just just being a good energy guy. He's he's skating with us in the summer in our three on three league right now. Um, Cole Golden, who's another local kid. Um, he's a he's one of one of the mission products here. Um, big big body, plays some. Uh, played some null hockey and, and everything like that. Good kid. Um, so, you know, we have, we have that Arizona blood back into our roster, which is always, it's always nice to have some, some guys from here in the state and, and make it not feel like we're just going out and, and shopping around. Um, there's good hockey here. Um, and it, it shows that we're kind of, we're, we're kind of breaking into that bubble that ASU and U of A and, and NAU kind of have hold on the uh, the state here.
1: All right. Final one for me, and then we'll let you go. Um, I joked with uh, Coach Berman. He said he was going to start a season in Utah, and I said, okay, you have a Macaulay um, NHL bloodlines, albeit the referee, uh, on your squad. There's a Langenbrunner uh, NHL bloodlines on the Utah squad. You got any NHL bloodlines on your team, or are you still looking for those guys?
3: Uh Still looking. um close you know our our very first year we had we had some but yeah, still still dipping into that came really close this year um with a couple guys but um but no yeah we we uh you know we have a we have a few guys who whose parents have played you know played pro hockey not quite at the nhl level but the the ahl and um and like echl and stuff have coached at that level so um, you know we have we have some guys who who are still from a good hockey background and and have a good hockey family so um, so yeah and it's uh, exciting stuff
1: okay we'll let you go on this one uh, what's going on with the Lopes program this summer you got any camps that are going on this summer or things that are happening between now and the time school starts again
3: yeah no no camps the the hard part was obviously is was was planning ahead, not knowing what the effects and lingering effects of COVID would be on our, on what we'd be allowed to do or the restriction we would have. Obviously, you know, where we are now, we probably would be allowed to easily put a camp together. But I, I usually like to plan those like late in the winter, um, for the the spring and summer. So, so we're kind of bypassing that. And instead I, 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 kind of thought of a different idea and that's the, the three on three league that, um, that I'm kind of doing on, uh, on my own with a few other local coaches. Um, and it's just kind of, a uh, similar to what UNLV did in the fall. I got, I, I got the idea from those guys and talked to Greener about it a little bit and picked his brain on it. But, you know, the, the thought processes is, uh, you know, all the fun stuff that you get out of adult league, which are the, the breakaways, the one on O like the two on O's and the, the tic-tac-toe plays and stuff, but still have the ability to handle the puck with a lot of open space and, um, tons of conditioning because it's full ice, full ice three on three for an hour. So, um, yeah, just doing a 10 week thing. Um, and it's, it just started last week. We did an evaluation skate to, to formulate the teams and we'll do one more preseason skate this Friday, just to make sure those, uh, those teams are as even and ready to go. And, then we'll play until July thirtieth, and and then let the guys kind of go where they were going to go for college, junior, or or um, AAA.
1: And that's at Arcadia, correct? Yep. Okay. All right, uh, Danny. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for spending some time talking uh, Lopes hockey. Uh, we're all looking forward to it because we've got the full WCHA uh, WCHL conference. In our coverage area this year, so you'll be seeing a lot of us here and there. Uh, any hint to when that first trip is going to be? Can you give us dates yet, or no?
3: <laughs> the uh, I'm just the
1: trying Prescott to schedule games? myself, Danny. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Right now, so uh, Prescott Valley, we're looking at uh, Saturday, December 11th, right now. How,
1: uh, how about that? How about that trip going out to uh, Missouri? That's the one Missouri. Looking we're looking at. at.
3: What's that October seventh, eighth, and ninth? Okay. Yeah. So we. Right. We yeah we didn't we didn't release dates. I just wanted to see get our opponents out there, but um, but yeah no it's it's going to be a very fun fun schedule for us.
1: We're looking forward to it. Stephen was hoping you'd be going to Minot so I could send him up there to cover you, but uh, no Minot's <laughs> not going. Minot's going, Minot's
2: going. Minot's <laughs> going to to uh, to, to G- Yeah, to G- yeah Minot will go- be
3: might not be here uh on january 6th before they head out to vegas for that uh for that ah, weekend and,
2: and that's gonna it, be a, I mean for before they head down
3: they're gonna head down south to tucson i'm i was thinking jamestown sorry
2: and that's gonna be I a got, very we got jamestown that's gonna, before that and that's gonna be the post wade gear era because obviously that's there'll be a change in uh, coaching there obviously with wade stepping down and retiring mm-hmm. well, so to speak so that's but it should still be a good matchup. Obviously they, they're they well established and and good too. So it's, it's a good schedule you guys have and it's going to be fun to see how you guys fare up with the rest of the WCHL it should be a fun year for sure.
1: Oh yeah. All right, Danny, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to get back on the road. I've got another 128 miles or something like that to get home. So uh, we'll look forward to that. We'll look forward to Lopes hockey as soon as, uh, as soon as the uh, fall hits.
3: Oh yeah. It'll be here quick. Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, folks, that's uh Uh, Our good friend Danny Roy from Grand Canyon University, the head coach, director of hockey, talking a little bit of hockey tonight. Stephen and I will be back in about two minutes to wrap up another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at Maryville University and the Maryville Hockey Saints.
4: At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best-tasting tequila... or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes.
0: UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Your hometown hockey team, your Western
4: Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now.
1: All right. Welcome back in Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Saints. Scott Strandy on my way back to Arizona, stopped in a beautiful Love's truck stop in Quartzsite, Arizona, as I'm now uh, completely surrounded by 18 wheelers and wondering if I'm even going to be able to get out of here. Uh, my co-host, Stephen Marsh in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Stephen, as uh, you know the drill, after we have a guest on, I always want to know your thoughts on the conversation with Danny Roy and what he's done with that program and that uh, schedule for an upcoming year, their first official year in the WCHL.
2: No, I as I said at the end there, it, exciting. I, I'm really looking forward to, to this. You know, Obviously, I'm in Vegas, and I've done some stuff with UNLV in the past, so I'm, I'm always lo- biased to, to UNLV a little bit. But I am really excited for this, uh, this GCU team, and, and I really – I, I not that we want to we want to root for pe- people to do well because we we want to be able to to see these teams grow and and I I just really hope that they can they can really make some noise uh this year and and do and do well um it's it's a great program and and Danny Roy does a great job leading that team and of course he's also involved in the D two team too is is getting them on the right path too and and it's just it's really uh exciting and um I'm ex I'm excited for for this season I really am. Um, I'm excited that we're going to have uh, a season obviously after what we went through this last year, but it's, it's really exciting. And, and they are, uh, they've got some good players. It sounds like that are coming in and, and obviously they picked one up here from, from, from Vegas who played here with the Thunderbirds, the uh, junior club here. And, and it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun to see these teams, uh, play each other this year. And just to see who can, who can do better, Uh you know Arizona obviously is the cream of the crop when it comes to the WCHL. Uh, they have been the last few years, but now you have these teams: GCU, UNLV, coming in, Utah coming in, and and it's going to provide some really good competition. Um, they've always been good competition, but I think now that there's a there's a conference uh, element to it at stake and an automatic bid involved, these games will even take on more meaning than they have in the past. So um, it's going to be really good, and and it's their schedule is is Really uh, <laughs> tough. I mean, it's some yeah, really tough teams. Very I, tough, and they're gonna yeah. have some good games at home, and the the travel is is pretty uh, reasonable and and not too bad. So that that's good, and that's an advantage now of being in this this conference. So um, we'll, yeah, see how, exactly.
1: we'll see exactly. Go ahead. That's what I was gonna say, Stephen. Was uh, probably the two most important things I took away from that is, a Danny's got a more balanced schedule, so he's got some more games at home, and uh, the travel is is realistic instead of this craziness because I remember when they first went D1, uh, they were all over the place at different times and coming in and and guys would get sick towards the end of the year because they hadn't gotten enough sleep and all of those things so um, I am happy for him on that front. I'm also happy because I can remember uh, when I started this uh, company six years ago and was able to to, to see him start a program and uh, you talk about starting from scratch Uh, he started from scratch and to see where it is now and to see how impressive it's become and to see uh, all the things that he's accomplished and wanted to accomplish and done it with a plan. Um, People that say it can't be done. All you have to do is look at Grand Canyon. It can be done. You can do it at any level. Um, I'm disappointed. You probably heard us uh, talk about uh, the program at Robert Morris University, the NCAA program uh, vanished uh, in 90 minutes. So uh, we're talking about that, and um, you know, you watch uh, the ACHA teams now have gotten themselves through the pandemic, and and they're flourishing, and that's just a lot of fun to see from from every uh, perspective.
2: Yeah, and you know, and, and for GCU as a as a university itself, it's really a, a university that's kind of you know, athletics really wasn't tied to, so much to GC when you heard of Grand Canyon University, you know, certain athletics wasn't really, but now. You know now, GCU's uh, club hockey program is 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 people know about at least in the in the ranks of the of the of the club level, the ACHA level. Um, the basketball team just this past uh, March, you know, got to go to their first NCA tournament ever uh, after they won the, uh, the their conference tournament back here in Vegas uh, in March, and and that does a lot for for the rest of the sports there, and including GCU hockey. You know now now people know of GCU a little bit more as as the best. You know it's always those bigger athletics that tighten. That's why you know always the big Draw with UNLV and trying to get to that next level, a lot of that maybe ties as to relate to um, getting the basketball programs and the football programs doing better. So um, that can it helps the rest of the sports, but it, it's not a it's not an end all be all, but it certainly helps. And and for Grand Canyon, they certainly are are in the right uh, path that they're going, and and it's uh, and I like that. He recognizes the importance of helping out the other teams now that are trying to get to that level and that's why you see some of these d2 games scheduled. you know you always wonder why some of these teams do that. why do they why do they schedule d2 opponents in some cases maybe so they can have some games in and you know and, and, and cut down on travel but um, I think there's a community involved with this league too that uh, gets understated too It's very competitive and you want to win but but people are willing to help each other out. And I think that's how a lot of these scheduling of games go and, and why you schedule certain matchups and, and 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 to help teams. So, like having an Oregon come. And, and of course, they're going to play the GCU D2 team, but they're going to play the D1 team a game and, and just being a part of that uh, community as well to, to help each other out to, to go. But I like what he said too, that about not flooding the D1, because I think sometimes we say, well, why doesn't we this team, this team, and this team to get to D1? I think sometimes it's important to have uh, some good teams in D2. If you have all these good D2 two teams go into D1, then, you know, then the D2 level is not, the competitiveness there is not going to be level. So sometimes, you know, how, what teams can get in and what teams aren't accepted into the D1. um, I think it's just important that you keep trying or you keep, you don't give up. You know, GCU had some, some, you know, had some good fortune to come their way as part of the way to get in. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if down the road we'll see some more west space teams out here uh, be at the, the D1 level um, in the uh, ACHA, uh, as we always are seen shuffling around with stuff. So. Yeah.
1: To- totally agree on that. Um, we're going to say goodnight because I know you got a big hockey game to watch. I'll be uh, yeah, listening as I know. drive home, but yeah, it's, it's you not, better it's tune not, in. Because- it's not
2: good. It's not good right now. It's already one nothing. Colorado as uh, Saad was coming into the zone, and the fuck went off his uh Stick, not but kind of kind of lost control Live of it. Play by play, but, but it Live just play by play. <laughs> but the puck just kind of went through fl- between Flurry and in. it was kind of a weird goal to score, but uh, it went in. So it's one nothing Colorado, but still very early. Uh, the good news there is, or maybe this is not good news, but good news, cool for uh, Logan Thompson, who's the backup tonight, uh, is uh, Robin Leonard unavailable. So. Logan Thompson, who of course just won an award this week uh, for the uh, AHL. He wins every
1: award. The, the AHL outstanding
2: stuck. goaltender. He gets back yeah. up to, to Flurry tonight in that. And Dylan Sakura back he wrote, in the lineup.
1: He wrote the, rewrote the books for AHL goaltending <laughs> in a pandemic so, uh, season. So take it away, my friend. Uh, Maryville University and
2: Maryville University Hockey has presented Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Verizon Wireless the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America has been waiting for. Uh, Maryville University and Maryville Hockey, big city feel, intimate setting, a first-class education, and a first-class hockey experience. Uh, Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to me- go to uh, CancionTequila.com to get your bottle today. By OxyPow, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxipow.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By Summer Skates. Summer's coming, and certainly it is, and ice is going to need some help. Get your personalized koozies and more. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona, by M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night, our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and are available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app, ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey, is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network.
1: Very well done, my friend. We will say uh, a big thank you to Danny Roy, the head coach at Grand Canyon University, for joining us. And we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro, and talk to you next Wednesday for another edition of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. And uh, of course, all week long, we got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday with College Hockey Southwest Live, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, and College Hockey Southwest Weekly, uh, the quad pod of hockey podcasts, if you will. Good night, everybody.